It is interesting to hear you mention the word boy and hold it up kind of like it's different than with girls, isn't it? Welcome to Life, Love, and Family. You have a boy in your life, and he did something outrageous. And your first response was, what were you thinking? I got sent home from school one day with a shiner on my eye. Fighting was against the rules, and it didn't matter why. When Dad got home, I told that story just like I'd rehearsed. Then stood there on those trembling knees and waited for the worst. And he said, let me tell you a secret about a father's love. A secret that my daddy said was just between us. He said, daddies don't just love their children every now and then. It's a love without end, amen. It's a love without end, amen. Is there a boy in your life who you see and that boy is struggling? Do you feel frustrated and feel helpless, but you want to do something? Listen today as we talk about strategies to help your son thrive. I'm Dr. Greg Jans, and this is Life, Love, and Family. It could be. In fact, I was talking with a mom, and her son bombed out in school. And here we are in summer, and the mom's biggest complaint was, he's got those earbuds, both ears, all the time. He's on that device, and he doesn't talk to anybody. And he's wasting his summer away. Can you connect on some level to this frustration? Maybe you had a son who didn't do well in school like this mom, and here we are, it's the middle of summer. Some kids who didn't do well, they're in summer school, and it's affected the whole family. The family's upset, it's affected schedules. supposed to be a vacation. Or maybe what's happening, you've noticed that vacation has been stressful behaviors are off, schedules are off. Perhaps you're a grandparent and you're concerned. I know it's hard to watch the struggle. Let me say this as a father, a father of a boy that will be 13 on Saturday and one that's almost 16. So we're in some interesting transitional ages. Sam Kelly is in the studio with me today. Hi, Sam. It is interesting to hear you mention the word boy and hold it up kind of like It's different than with girls, isn't it? There's a completely different approach and different things going on. There are too many young men failing, not just failing in school. Right now, it's upwards 70 plus percent of the D's and F's in school go to our boys. And most of the situations where there's academic challenges, so often it is our boys. So when I say boys are failing... Yeah, there's the academic side, but boys are also failing in the relationship side and this whole area of a failure, what we call a failure to thrive. Something's happening and it can create a great deal of anxiety for a parent, for a loved one, for a grandparent. When you see failure to thrive, which means developmentally, they don't appear to be where they need to be. Emotionally, we're not seeing the emotional health that we'd like to see. We may be seeing a lot of impulsive behavior, some acting out, 
behavior that just doesn't seem to make any sense. Let's say the boy's in fifth grade. He's still struggling with following simple instructions. Like you don't do more than three instructions, by the way. It's okay. One, two, three. That's All about right. what they can handle. And three might be pushing it. Maybe it's making his bed, brushing his teeth, routine items that should be mastered. They're skipping, not doing, saying they're doing. He's not thriving. He's got to have the foundational things down. You put your clothes in the dirty clothes hamper. You make your bed. You brush your teeth. You do some of the same things. You have a pre-sleep routine that you do, but they're struggling with routines We're not picking on boys today. Rather, we're looking at some of the most common challenges that are out there that as a parent or a grandparent, you're seeing this maybe as a teacher. 12, 13 happens and we've got a lot of testosterone going through that boy brain. And this is a high influx of the hormones during this period of time. You notice some unpredictable moods, behaviors, and you'll notice that sometimes concentration seems to be off. You may notice that sometimes they just seem like they're foggy. And we call these testosterone surges. So we want to acknowledge, we all made it through this, that growing up there are natural body and brain changes going on. And at times it just helps to understand that. Go, oh, okay, wow. Good to know that there's relief in having some of this information. It's not to excuse unexcusable behavior, but you go, okay, developmentally, I do see this going on. You said you'd talk a little bit about Christian faith and how that mixes in. Yes. You may notice that for a boy, maybe struggling with faith and and you go, well, you're not reading your Bible. What's wrong with you? And they don't seem interested. Right. Because there's so many other things pulling them in and technology and boys are after a lot of stimuli. They're designed that way. So that's why gaming, that's why things that seem to be a little bit of high risk behavior, it's the fast things and lots of stimulation. Why don't you sit down and have your quiet time? You say that to a boy, he might last 30 seconds. But if we can help make faith real by saying how we see God working in our life and just talking about how God is involved, keeping that as a frame of reference, sharing with them, maybe reading the Bible out loud at dinner time or a meal time, but keep planting those seeds. And then boys do well with time. I have a friend who created a ministry called J12 Ministries, Jesus at 12. And so one of the things that he teaches our boys is spend 12 minutes. So boys can work with amounts of time, 12 minutes, 12 years old, 15 years old, 12 minutes. And even if their mind wonders, they're creating a habit and planting God seeds in their life. Find simple ways and maybe they'll have a little journal. I think sometimes not a lot of writing, sometimes they're drawing pictures as they're reading. And in fact, I encourage that if they're drawing pictures and reading their Bible, that's good. The J-12 program, I remember you and your wife, LaFawn, referred that to our son as well. And that is a really wonderful way to have a little bit of structure around helping Bible time be about action God instead of this thing that they think is so distant from them. What is the website for that? J12.com. J12.com. That is a wonderful program. If you're a grandparent of a young man and you want to really bless your kids with this, 
wow, what a difference. And even memorizing scripture and things like that, they find a way to make it cool and find a way to make it fun. We've got to make it fun. Those seeds are being planted in that we'll begin to see emerge as they get a little bit older. Even 18, 19, you'll see what you were doing at 10, 12, 13. There will be some reward to that. Stay with it. Now, a question for you about church, because at that age, they also stop wanting to go, at least some of them do, with mom and dad to church. Would you force a teenager to go to church with you? This is a question I've been asked numerous times. Times they're not really interested in church, and it's difficult because a lot of times the fathers are not. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes Mm -hmm. the fathers will go reluctantly. You know, we're losing a lot of men from church. We just are. How do we reach them? Well, one of the ways that we reach the boys is, yes, they can go to church, but they need to be plugged in where eventually they're going to tag into a spiritual mentor. It may be a person in the youth group, a youth pastor, but find a way and make it a matter of prayer to have a spiritual mentor, one that really does provide that model where your son or grandson goes, I want to be like that, or I want to know God like that. It's a spiritual mentor, and that's usually found as a result of being in a youth group. Boys will go to church initially because of relationships or friends in the youth group or a girl in the youth group. Right. I remember the girls <laughs> yeah. in Desmond's youth group, our son, uh-huh. 13 years old, and he and his buddies going there, yeah. putting on aftershave. That's right. <laughs> like, so, there, But there's a lot they're yes. learning is doing that, and... We're going to trust that God's going to get some good word in them, even though their motivation for going initially may not be to learn all about God. There may be another motivation. Are you worried about your son, nephew, grandson? On Life, Love, and Family today, we're talking about what boys really need and how to help them thrive. Here's a number for you to call if you need help. It's the Center, a place of hope, 888-771-5166. Dan wrote, he says, my son is struggling with a bully at school. He's 15, so is the bully. A lot of this seems to have happened since junior high and the gym class. My son is not developing as quickly as some other boys. This one bully has really zeroed in on him. What can I tell him to do? And or how much do I get the gym class teacher involved? I don't want to embarrass my son any further. Oh, yes. And this is where the bully behavior, and there's different forms of bully behavior, there's the physical threat, there's bully with words, and then there's cyber bully behavior where they may be texting things. And it's really all about two things, fear and intimidation, which means to control another person. So we look at if your son is truly being bullied, is there the presence of fear and intimidation? And that's where we do need to involve somebody else. We need to also teach our son how to deal with a bully. Sometimes boy will almost encourage it by their behavior. If they act afraid, if they are allowing themselves to be controlled with words, giving it a lot of power, that keeps fueling that bully behavior. So we teach them how to have strong boundaries. We teach how to involve others in the process. In this situation with an alert gym teacher is usually aware of these dynamics that are going on. They can help reposition and position Sometimes taking a boy who's being bullied, and usually a bully has his only co-bullies with him, (laughs) a couple other guys, pairing the boy that's being the target off with another larger boy, a boy who may be a little higher in the boy ranks, can be really powerful. 
It's who you align. You don't want to be alone, but who are you aligning with? As you're talking about this, I want to mention your book, Raising Boys by Design, because I think it's such a useful resource. I know it's summer vacation, but for gym teachers, for regular teachers, for parents, grandparents, if you're raising boys and you're exposed to boys and you think some of these questions, I don't know how to answer. That book has a great connection, not only to some of the best brain science, but also to the Bible and what the Bible says about raising boys. Thank you. That is obviously a very important resource as we look at what's normal. That's the big question I get asked a lot too is, okay, my boy's doing this. What's normal? When should I be concerned? And that's a good question because we're seeing boys who maybe show signs of depression. They are isolating. They've got those earbuds in. They're escaping through music. You're not even sure exactly what they're listening to. And they just seem disconnected. And some of this is, is normal. There's periods that a, a boy will disconnect for fairly brief times. But if three months have passed and your boy has disconnected from you, from peers they used to talk to, and they've isolated and they're in their own world, and maybe all they want to do is video type games and music and they've disconnected, that's an area of concern. That's a young man that could be troubled by something. And a boy who's isolated and then they feel rejected. Maybe they have been bullied or some form of betrayal. And that betrayal, that anger will come out in some way. This is where sometimes we see violence with boys. They mm-hmm. feel a sense of betrayal. They've isolated. And then they begin to act out, sometimes pretty violently. And you always think, oh, that wouldn't be my son or my boy. But The truth is, how do we know unless you go in? Can you talk a little bit about how earlier you said only give a boy three instructions at a time? Is there another way conversationally where you can help open doors more so that you don't just get grunts, but you'll actually get a flow of conversation going? Yes. If you say, sit down and listen to me, and they don't have anything in their hands, they're probably not going to be able to listen. Their brain just glazes over. Okay. I've seen it over and over, and I've been guilty of it. It's like, okay, we're going to talk. You sit down, look at me in the eyes, mm-hmm. and then you give whatever your spiel is. And then the next question we ask is a parent, we go, did you hear what I said? And the boy is just looking at you. And of course, his response is, uh-huh. And then you ask the follow-up question, which is kind of silly. <laughs> what did I tell you? What did I just say? And then he says the same thing again. He goes, I don't know. Uh, Their brain is turned off. But if you can take that same situation and maybe have something that is important to talk to them about and engage them in a process, maybe it's in the house, you're going to roll a ball back and forth or you're going to have some kind of an object. It's okay. Let them fiddle. Maybe they're going to shoot rubber bands. They're doing something with usually a moving object. And watch the difference. If you're asking them to sit still and listen, that's not going to work. But let them have some movement, change the environment. Maybe you're going to go outside, shoot hoops, toss a ball back and forth. But use some kind of an object when it's something really important to talk about. And I'm going to suggest, even if it's the mom, if you have a trampoline, jump up and down on a trampoline for 10 minutes with them and then have a conversation. Find a way to integrate physical activity for that boy. Raising boys can be a roller coaster ride whether it's a five-year-old or a 15-year-old. And at times, we may want to say, why can't you be more like your sister? She always does her homework. (laughs) And we fall into this comparison and we get frustrated. Welcome to the world of boys. 
how do you know if a boy is really thriving? That's our goal. Help them thrive. Help them be at their very best. One of the things is, remember, a boy's job or a teenager's job is testing boundaries, finding where do I fit in, what peer group. The big question is, who am I? And what am I good at? And where do I fit in? And so there'll be a lot of testing boundaries. By that, I mean things that you didn't see before, maybe rebellion and the testing of that and pushing you a bit and seeing how far we can get away with something, pivoting mom and dad off each other. So the world of boys and testing as a teenager is very common. How do you know if they're thriving? Well, first of all, they will test boundaries. Secondly, they will begin to move away with both parents. They're becoming young men. And for boys in our culture, there's not a clear, when am I a man? And uh, I remember one time asking that question, and well, I think it's when I get my driver's license. Well, you know, what are these threshold times? So they're thriving if they are moving away, but still able to be in relationship. They're thriving if you see them wanting to be with other older males that they esteem Even in the 16-year-old range, they're still looking for heroes in their life. What do you think about when you mentioned the milestones when you become a real man? Are there things that parents can build into the boy's life that celebrate, hey, you're transitioning and we want to celebrate this with you that kind of helps them a little bit? There are things that we can do. We can create our own little rite of passage that we can have with our boy where we're going to cover and talk about key things in their life like character, girls, treating women, what does a real man look like. Take these topics and maybe explore, maybe even through a book or resources over time. Boys need a transitional object that represents something, usually power. And my boy was a sword. He has a sword that represents the sword of truth, And on this sword, we had engraved a Bible verse, I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. This sword is actually mounted in his bedroom. It's not anything you go grab off the wall. And it represents a transitional time. Now, at the time when our boys are still young, this may not mean all that much to them, but that object that he can look to at some point will mean more. Wow. And what a statement to say to him that he is strengthened by God, that he is a warrior. It's just a reminder. That you see him. Today on Life, Love, and Family, we're looking at different ways that our culture moves young men in a direction that just doesn't lead them where God wants them to go. How do you help your son rediscover who he is and know his true value? Well, the center is a place of hope. It's a great place to start. Here's the phone number, 888-771-5166. We had a note from Laura. She says, my son is really overweight. He's only 12. He's packing at least an extra 50 pounds. I'm a single mom, got my own weight issues. I'm not really sure how to help him in this area. What would you do? I'm so glad for this question today because it's a sensitive topic for both mom and son. One of the things that at that age, if we're finding that a boy is overweight and he's 12 years old and he's 50 pounds overweight, which is significant, there's going to be a lot for him of body image issues, potential for teasing or bully behavior at school. But at this age, he's already seen, I look different. And if I'm teased, I don't feel good that I look different. This is something where 
I'm going to get healthier and healthier and stronger. I wouldn't use with a boy dieting. Do this over baby steps over probably a three to six month period where we begin to change things nutritionally in the house. The boy needs a fair amount of physical exercise. Boys need the physical movement. Do I have something that I can help him be really physically involved with? Boys typically need a sport. And I'm making a general statement, but they need something, preferably a team sport, where they've got to work with others, work hard to be a part of a team, learn how to compete with others. There's a team pecking order. There's always going to be the better athlete, and there's going to be a continuum where they are. That's how life is, by the way. (laughs) So being in a team sport with good coaching and leadership can be very important to a boy. Back to the boy that's overweight. I would probably have him in something that's where there's a lot of physical activity that he needs that. As a single mom, how do you approach the conversation? As you said, very delicate and probably Mm -hmm. because of the gender difference, there's a little harder to broach that. Yeah. Hey, if you did any sport, what would it be? What would you? And just begin to be inquisitive. Okay. You know, if we could find a way for you to do that and to play on that, baseball team maybe we should look and you just begin to plant seeds we've done this with our boys they've been signed up for various things and i remember occasionally one son who would say why'd you sign me up for this <laughs> and then we ended up having a great time so they're going to have initial resistance but you're, you're going to say you know i want you to give this a try let them discover what they really like and a lot of times our boys who are overweight they're going to be conscientious maybe to team sports and like they're not doing well Mm -hmm. uh, or they don't fit in Uh, that's a part of what they're going to need to begin to face i'm going to look at a 12 year old boy who's overweight i'm going to look at uh, what are the emotional issues that could be driving the whole eating Mm -hmm. where's that coming from what needs are being met for that boy by overeating how do you find a good counselor if you have a teenager and you're thinking I might need a little extra outside help with this. Which is a wonderful thing to do most of the time because it, it works better. Is it? it works better coming from, you probably noticed, coming from somebody else <laughs> other yes. than you. Yes. You can be the mom, you can be the dad, and you have a very important role. But when somebody else says something to them, because they're beginning to move away from you a bit, it's going to have more power. <laughs> and they may feel less controlled. For boys, I think the boys need a male counselor. Uh, There are counselors that specialize in these issues we're talking about with boys and food and eating and body image. And so I'm going to find somebody who really gets that. They're usually adolescent specialists for boys. They'll understand the difference in the brain and the developmental stages. And you just Google it, see what you get. Well, we maintain a pretty good resource listing uh, at the center, Place of Hope. We may be of help there. All right. So that would mean a phone call. What's the best number to reach you? We have a toll-free number, 888-771-5166. And we'll also mention aplaceofhope.com. That is the main resource website if you have any questions. And also if you'd like to get your hands on the book that we mentioned, Raising Boys by Design. That's a great place to get that book and a couple of the other ones that Dr. Jance has written and co-written with different doctors. Today on Life, Love, and Family, we're talking about boys and the challenges they have now. 
What about split families? We have so many of those today. And when a boy hits the age of 13, 14, and can kind of make his decision about which family he wants to live with, and he ends up choosing a family that maybe doesn't have as much going on as far as academics, things like that. They're always going to choose the easier, and most human beings will, where I have less restriction, where I have less expectation. That's probably where I'm going to move towards. You may lose them for a period, but I wouldn't be surprised if you regain them later. After a while, and there's natural consequences, things aren't working out well, there can be a real desire to return back to order where there's clear expectation and there's order. Keep loving them. I keep saying stay in the game. It's not a one time. You may be frustrated. You may be struggling. You may be worried that they're on the wrong path. Do not lose hope. Pray protection over them, pray God's word over them, and watch a full circle come back. When I became a father in the spring of 81, there was no doubt that stubborn boy was just like my father's son. And when I thought my patience had been tested to the end, I took my daddy's secret and I passed it on to him. I said, let me tell you a secret about a father's love A secret that my daddy said was just between us I said, daddies don't just love their children every now and then It's a love without end, amen It's a love without end, amen Last night I dreamed I died and stood outside those pearly gates When suddenly I realized there must be some mistake If they know half the things I've done they'll never let me in And then somewhere from the other side I heard these words again They said, let me tell you a secret about a father's love A secret that my daddy said was just between us It's really hard to watch a boy you love dearly struggling with so many different areas of their life. It could be struggle at school, could be behavior problems, and they're in trouble. And you really desperately, you want to help before it's too late and maybe it feels already too late well as you've listened today did you feel frustrated recognizing that there are many areas that are pulling our sons in that are not healthy i want you to know there is hope we can take steps today to help the young men in our lives make a difference in the world and they can get back on track we can raise them by god's good and great design I'm Dr. Greg Jantz, founder of the Center, A Place of Hope. The number is 888-771-5166. That's 888-771-5166. Together with Dr. Tim Clinton, I'd like to thank you for listening to Life, Love, and Family. If you'd like to share what you've heard today with somebody who needs this information, you can do so. Simply go to the website, lifeloveandfamily.net. Your boys, our boys, 
were designed by God for a heroic purpose. It's not too late. We together can help them find it. Life, love, and family. Dan was so depressed, all he could do was lay in bed. He tried all different kinds of therapy, programs, medications. Nothing worked. But his wife says as soon as she saw the website, aplaceofhope.com, she knew that that was going to be the key to her husband's healing. And it was. Aplaceofhope.com. They don't just treat depression. They treat the whole person. If you've tried everything and you or someone you love needs help with depression, call 888-771-5166 or find out more. Aplaceofhope.com. Com.